This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The San Francisco 49ers select. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Trey Lance. I definitely see it as Jimmy's the starter. Lance under the gun this time. Fires downfield. Touchdown! The Rich Eisen Show. Look out, man. He's a much bigger, huger threat at the position than Garoppolo. Is he ready? Maybe not. Earlier on the show, Colts head coach Frank Reich, co-host of Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt, Oscar-nominated actor Michael Keaton, still to come, host of Money Court, Kevin O'Leary, and now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. What a great fun hour we had last hour. Michael Keaton was, as advertised, just terrific. He's in a new film called The Protégé that, uh, that's terrific, and I recommend you go see it on Friday. I saw it last night in advance of the conversation today. And uh, the celebrity true or false we did with him was one of our, one of our favorites. Good as we hit, uh, we hit Mr. Mom, Beetlejuice, that's three. Batman. I know what. No, oh, not all at once. Uh, not all at once. You got to say it in order. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Okay. Come on, okay. everybody. Back you can off. spread. The, you can off. spread those out. Back off. Right. Enough time had passed. <laughs> and um, and 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 we also um, hit Mister Rogers' neighborhood with him. Yeah. And because he was on it. That was great. That was just a fun fun conversation after Kyle Brandt joined us from Good Morning Football. Uh, our number one, Frank Reich, was on the program. Said he was very encouraged by Wentz and Quentin Nelson. Can't sit here and say he doesn't have the crystal ball. He did drop an "It is what it is," but that yeah. was in reference to the taunting stuff that's out there. And his response was terrific on that because yeah, his player mistake, got his yeah. player his his player Benny Lemay got uh, his running back got hit with uh, the most talked about taunting penalty of the weekend. And I loved his answer for two reasons. One is he basically said, we don't need to do that around here. When you channel your energy to your team, to your teammates, that's what he said. He told the team after LeMay got 15 yards for just in a nanosecond staring down at the guy, one of the, like, what, four, five Panthers he just trucked, 12, 13, right? Okay. I think. <laughs> right. And their families, Yeah, you know, and... Um, and so uh, not only did I like the answer for that, too, but it also echoed what I had to say, which is the win for me here. That's why I do a show like this is to give to you my opinion. Right. Yes, to give you my opinion and then and then to have somebody in the league that I cover and talk about echo exactly what I said. Also, Rich, you don't really see coaches thanking interviewers for questions after they're well, asked. He, he said he thanked for the like way that I, that I, that I, that I uh, phrased the, phrased sta- the it, sentence. Because yeah. I understand talking to NFL coaches <laughs> now in my 19th year of doing such you a thing. You finally figured it out? How you could phrase it. 
Yeah, I've never. Did heard you like how I got into the subject of of Wentz and Quentin Nelson? And you run the risk of you know making yeah. light of their situation. Yeah. They might not find it. Funny. I, I was a little worried there because that could have went either way. When I started know. the interview by saying that this interview is going to last anywhere between five, five and twelve <laughs> minutes. I know you five, went to five. five I've interviewed him a few times. I would have just walked through that door without having sure, like of course. let's just like I've never interviewed Nick Sirianni before. Like I, I I won't do that. But I've interviewed Frank Reich several times. Right. He knows I'm not like a troll. You know so. Yeah. By the way, Jason just told me he just got the 5 to 12 reference. Just yeah, now yeah. you did? It took, yeah. took him a whole hour. To oh, my God. Yeah, two I'm, hours. Yeah. Not the brightest sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, we're used to that from that side. chair. So <laughs> <laughs> you know I get in this chair and I feel dumbed down. <laughs> you get in that chair and all of a sudden something happens. I mean, he, he walked Not in. Like too Honestly, he walked in. He had just cured cancer. And now he's sitting there and he just can't even... Uh, Walk and chew gum. Oh. I don't have everything ready. There he is. Very good. Um, and so Kyle Brandt was here in hour number two and gave a very impassioned plea for the Bears to start Justin Fields week number one. And he made an incredible, I mean, he came up with four or five different takes and approaches to say the same thing. Justin Fields should start. And... And the best thing that he also had to say is because you're non you're, you're hearing nonstop um, that Nagy Matt Nagy the coach there was on the chief staff when they drafted Mahomes and how he watched Mahomes sit for every regular season game until the final regular season game and that that year helped him become the Mahomes that he is today. I mean, I'm giving you the shorthand version of it, but that's the general sense of it. Nagy even said when he came on this show, right after drafting Justin Fields, that that's the plan, is it's Dalton's job and he wants Fields to sit, like have a nice year sitting and watching, just like the Chiefs were able to do with Mahomes and he knows that plan and he wants to do it. And I even said at the time, in the middle of the interview, I'm I'm kind of, you know, Proud of this too, which is why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you're going to have the ability to do that, yeah, Coach. Yeah, it doesn't seem to do that. Yeah. And part of that is because you know, Andy Dalton does not have the Bears fan base in the palm of his hand, or have the the Bears fan base um, attention and trust because of years of work in that system and in that city that Alex Smith had just built up. In Kansas City, it's just it's it's not the same scenario. It's the same scenario that you draft somebody in the first round that you dra- move up to go get, you trade up to go get, and you covet and you want to have marinate and succeed. That's the same scenario. I understand that, but everything else is different. So that's the Bears' approach right now. I, as I said, I don't hear a single person in Chicagoland or know of any and anybody any Bear fan saying, you know what. I think, you know, slow and sure wins this race. So let's start Dalton, certainly against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey week one in the new SoFi on Sunday night in front of Al, Chris, God, and country on NBC. I don't know a single person doing that. Oh, hold on a second. We do. That person in Chicago is named Andy Dalton. And this is what he had to say on the subject of starting Week one and beyond. 
how do you work around the awkwardness of, of all of the Justin excitement? Yeah, I mean, you, you can't focus on that. If you let if you focus on that, then that's going to beat you down. Um, and so I know who I am. I know who I was created to be. I know um, where my identity lies. And so um, do I want the fans behind me and this team and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Do I want them behind Justin? Absolutely, I do. Um, but I, that's not my focus. I can't focus on all that right now. Um, like I've said before, Justin's going to have his time, and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's, it's my time, and so my focus is on being the best player I can be for this team and do everything I can to help this team win. Right now, this is my time. That's going to be the soundbite that yep. that's of the day. I don't know what other soundbite that might come out. Even just, the, even just the text of it, you kind of see that and not sure. hear the context Correct. of his answer right. that's going to be blown so far out of proportion. I feel bad for Andy. No, respect, how about but. this? I, 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 I hear you what you're saying there, and I understand the spirit in which it's intended. I love hearing that from him. I love hearing that from him, and I bet Matt Nagy will love hearing that from him too. This is my time. And it's not like him sitting there and saying, you know, anything other than I'm a professional, I know who I am, and this is my time, and I'm going to take it. I will always back a player who says that. I say that, you know, uh, in defense of or support of Jalen Hurts, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. I love when players say, this is my time, I'm taking it. I have an opportunity. I'm not giving it up. Mm-hmm. I might not have much more of a window of opportunity. I'm taking it. Tim Tebow trying out for the Jaguars. I I love that stuff, and I have I, Andy Dalton has every right to say that, and he's done everything right in his career. Coming out of TCU, nobody expected him to be oh, atop the second round to do what he did in yeah. Cincinnati, and I know that he never won a playoff game there. I get it, but he won championships there. And what he did at TCU, some of his records will still stand. Yep. He's one of the best there. And in Cincinnati, we all know what he's done in the community. We all know that Bills fans love him because of what he did to the Ravens to get the Bills in the playoffs a few years ago. He and his wife are pillars of whatever community that they are in. But uh, I fear this is not his time. I fear this is not his time for him. And I don't think that that statement will be viewed by anyone in Chicago as a reason to support. It's just he had to know. He had to know when he was signing with the Bears that with five first-round grade quarterbacks available in the draft that the Bears would not identify one of them and take a shot at one of them, in fact, moving up to go get one. Let's put it this way. When 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 the, the news flash came across from Cleveland that the Bears were trading up oh. and drafted Justin Fields, it was less of a surprise than, say, the Rodgers household during the 2020 <laughs> pandemic draft. Yeah. So I, I love that he has that mentality, and the Bears should love it too. The coaches should love it too. I know that in many parts he will be blasted for that sort of thing as being totally oblivious to the reality of the situation. 
Not here. Not on this show. No, no. I think the Bears will like that. I think Nagy will like that because guess what? Justin Fields might over the next couple of weeks prove that he is not ready somehow. I doubt it. I doubt it. He might have to be ready week one. And you want somebody with Aaron Donald across the line of scrimmage (laughs) to think this is my team. And you never know. He might pull off the W. And at some point, what happened to Ryan Fitzpatrick last year in Miami were kind of out of the blue. It's no longer your gig. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Thanks for getting us off to a nice, good start. But you got to sit because we're going with our kid. And that might happen to him then. I I do not believe we're going to see the Alex Smith season and Justin Fields have the Patrick Mahomes rookie season. That is just not in the cards. And for Andy Dalton, good for him saying that. I don't think that's going to affect anything positively for him within the Chicagoland media that will light up the phone lines of what's he thinking Who the hell is he? He never won anything in Cincinnati. His own teammates in Dallas last year when he was seeing stars in D.C. didn't even go pick him up. Right. Not his fault. What if he beats the Rams, though? And it doesn't, but but honestly, when he's sitting there thinking it's his time, Fitzpatrick has more of an opportunity of it being his time in Washington, D.C., yeah, because there's because I mean, there's nobody there. Tyler Heineke, Heineke is not Fields. Yeah. Also, if I'm a Bears fan, though, I, I'd like that. Like, I don't want a guy coming in going, "Hey, man, you know what? Yeah. Just happy to be here." And wherever they want to put me, yeah. they want to put me in special teams. I'll do that. But he just want to be part of a team. Like, right. you want a guy coming in? Like, look, I'm coming. We talked about this last week, bro. I mean, compete. I want to compete. I want the job. I know. You and want that. And I think that's why what we're talking about right here might be an outlier amongst yeah. shows like these today. But um, Chicago has been waiting for a very long time. And Andy Dalton comes in off of last year's dreadful season in Dallas. Not his fault entirely. Okay. But it, it didn't help. Off of him being the face of the Marvin Lewis Ofer. Fair or not? Because as we know, Carson Palmer got chemo van Allhoffend, and it looked great for Bang- the Bengals there until Carson hurt his knee. So he wasn't the only quarterback there for the Marvin Lewis Ofer, but Dalton is the face of the can't win the big one under the lights Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night. Not that guy. And the Bears fans are going to sit there and go, okay, great, Sunday night football, first game of the season. Los Angeles, like they would rather go down and watch Fields struggle against the Rams than watch Dalton struggle against the Rams. Because Dalton struggling against the Rams is like, what are you thinking? Put the kid in there. And Fields struggling against the Rams is, well, we're taking our lumps. We'll win with Fields eventually. And that's the way this is all going to have to play out, which is why I like hearing what Andy Dalton had to say, but I don't think it's going to work out for him the way that he thinks. We'll take a break. Kevin O'Leary, when we come back, and then later on this hour, what's sitting on the Warriors' doorstep right now based on Kevin Durant and um, Draymond Green having a chit-chat for our former place of business, Bleacher Report. Kevin O'Leary, coming up, entrepreneur, investor, shark, and host of Money Court. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mike Del Tufo is standing in a microphone that's uh, about, I'd say, 20 feet away. Yep. Looking right at Mr. Wonderful of Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. Go for it, Mike Del Tufo. What happens if, like, something happens to me and 2,500 miles away, my family's there, and they don't know I could be sitting in the apartment alone, dead for days? So I came up with an idea for an app called Just In Case that would be basically you download it, and you could check in with this app, and other people could see that, A, you're alive still. You could basically be tracked with it. And in theory, basically, it would keep you, you know, people knowing what's happening. Yeah. Just to get the whole story yeah. before I completely eviscerate you. Go ahead. How, how, how would you make money doing this? You'd, a subscription per, per month. Oh, people are going to pay per month. 99 cents per month. Very cheap. $12 a year. <laughs> okay, so here's a scenario. Yep. Like you're in your apartment. You die. Don't you think the neighbors are going to smell your rotting corpse? <laughs> oh, no. There was actually a person in Santa Monica that sat for eight days, two buildings down from me, before people knew that that person was dead. That's the worst idea. I, it, not only does this have zero merit, I mean, the chance that people actually want to contemplate their mortality and pay 99 cents a month doing it is crazy. Think about it. If, you, if, you're, if your mom calls you for two days and doesn't get an answer, she's probably going to call the super and say, go check on his corpse. Like, think about it. They don't need 99 cents a but month for that. But in theory, wouldn't you want, would, if it's something you don't have to do, Mike, other people can check in? When you're in? dead, you're dead. <laughs> like, who cares? But just in case. No, I won't care. There'll be a new guy. How does the app there, know you're dead? 
The app doesn't know you're dead. You what have to tell is, it you're not the dead. The app would tell you that you're not checking in. Every time you unlock your phone, it would ping, and you put people on a list that know that if, like, your, your mother is in Florida, she could be sitting in the house. You know that at least she's checked in on her phone if you're their kid. You don't have to talk to him on the phone. You don't have to call him. And if it's a kid, <laughs> you know the kid. Well, if you think you're, if you're, if you're worried if your mother's happened. dead, why don't you call her? Well, call let's your say, mother, Mike. Call let's, your mother. Well, let's just assume that you, let's, you don't, you're not going to call. People don't call their mother and father and live 2,500 miles Mom, away every day. I just want to make sure you're not minutes. dead. Like, are you kidding? You should call your mother every day. No, no, no. I'm talking about like all day. You don't know. Oh, oh you want to know the exact moment your yeah, mother died. You can died. check in. You know that they've actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So she logs Thank on and says, I'm dying. I'm dying. Oh, like, man. Are you, like, you know, Mike, <laughs> horrifically bad. Really bad. Really bad. <laughs> I tried. Oh, honestly, how many times have we played that over and over again? Oh, 50? It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Oh. Still funny. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Kevin O'Leary, the host of CNBC's Money Court, which is going to be a new episode tonight at 10 p.m. on CNBC, will be joining us in a matter of moments. Um, Who's been holding on for as long as uh, you've you've got one caller that's been holding on forever? Yeah, we got one car, Ken in Idaho on line one. What's up, what's up? What's up, sir? Oh, well, hi, Rich. That's Ken the Trucker with Lily the Beagle. We're rolling today. All right. (laughs) How you been? well, we were in Idaho when we went on hold. Now we're in Utah. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I got so. you before you got to Nevada. So yeah, know. well, okay. we're well now going the wrong direction. Okay, there, sorry. But anyway, we're heading towards Colorado, so we'll oh, see okay. how uh, the irrational exuberance of the Broncos fans is kicking in since they had one good preseason game. Nice. What is on your uh, mind then? Hey, so hey, uh, one thing that's just hysterical i i had some witty comment about the nfl but now i've forgotten it <laughs> hey uh when i'm rolling i'm oh, oh. do we just lose him i dealt two photo my oh. bad oh, oh. come on bro. Still, that was me i'm sorry do you cut him off wow he's a trucker who's called in so many times he's that got his dog me. with that... him sitting shotgun <laughs> like they're wow. the band, yeah, man. oh my god like they're every which way but they're loose bound like they're, down they're man. bound and down for crying out loud breaker, and he's breaker said, one nine. Oh gosh i hope he calls back and we'll take him at least on the back end here sorry how, I mean, how's that even possible, Jay? Oh, like, what do you, what do you do I do? was bringing our. That's next what I mean. In. I know what he was doing, yeah, right. and he hit the wrong uh, button. Very good. Is, is, is our next? Is our is our yes. guest on the line? Okay. He is on the line. He is the star of CNBC's Money Court. He is also a shark in Shark Tank, which is nominated for every single last thing that's just needs to be nominated for. Uh, he was on the show uh, in person about four years ago, and he called in a couple times, including this one. Kevin O'Leary back here in the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Kevin? Great to be here, Rich. Thank you. Uh, great to have you here. Where have I called? Where 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 have I found you? Where are you in these uh, in this great North America? Where are you, Kevin? Where have I found you? Well, I'm in transit right now, actually, on okay. my way to New York. So okay. we've got a big airing of our second episode of Money Court. I'm Tonight? excited about it. Tonight. So, um, what? Why did Tonight. you? Why did you decide to take on yet even more for you to do, Kevin, for something like this? What do you do this for? It, you know, I do this all day long, Rich. I, yes. I have 30-plus companies, and every day in, you know, the trials and tribulations, particularly in the last year and a half, I've got some companies that are having euphoric outcomes in one day and mm-hmm. others that are in a catastrophe, catastrophe through litigation or whatever. So I'm constantly 
arbitrating situations. I do this every single day. And so what we've done here, you're probably aware that in, mm-hmm. in our court system over the last year and a half, we've got a massive logjam of thousands of cases that are not going to get to trial, and yet there's serious litigation going on here that's destroying businesses. So this is a, this is a court show not like any other. This is not about the dog barking <laughs> or eating your homework or something. This is, this is real litigation where people are suing each other, and it's very, very difficult sometimes to watch this happen. It just tears families apart, tears customers apart. With com- it's, it's, it's crazy stuff, and it's very compelling. And, and they agree to abide by the decision uh, of the money court, regardless. Yeah, so here's what we've got. Here's what we've got. It's a rather remarkable outcome. Yes. You're in, you, you're, you've sued somebody. You, you have now you have litigants. They're suing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in the queue in the court system. They realize that maybe years before their trial is heard, but they've got to get a resolution. They have to find somebody they trust to arbitrate the case. What I've assembled is a really great team. I've got Adiposa, who's a federal judge. She sat on the bench. She's got a bullshit meter like you've never seen. <laughs> she really knows when someone's lying to her. And I've also got Katie Fang, who's an actual trial attorney. So they've got the law nailed down. They read the case. They see the docket. They tell me what the law says. I should do. But I don't always listen to that. I have the final decision. I want to save the business. I want to do what's right to save a business that has employees, it's got customers and shareholders. So I'm going to find that middle ground. And the remarkable situation is these litigants sign that arbitration agreement, that contract. And as one said to me, look, I don't really like you, Mr. Wonderful, but I trust you. And I like that. I'd rather be trusted than win a popularity contest. Mm, Okay. So, um, you know, it's interesting. We could have had you, if, if the case of Aaron Rodgers versus the Green Bay Packers from uh, April all the way through to about July was in front of you, where there's a kind of ironclad contract between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, but he wants more of a say in the business. Um, is that something that, uh, obviously, they're not suing each other, but that is a dispute that we could have used you, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary, to sort of knock some heads together, I think. That would have been good. You know, I would have loved that case. Aaron Rodgers kicked my ass on Jeopardy. I'd love to get that. (laughs) (laughs) So some of these things aren't completely impartial. There is a little bit of the personal that comes into something like this. No, no, no. Listen, the the truth is when I have to actually judge a case (laughs) where, you you know, these cases, I got to tell you something. I've made made a lot of television in my time. You have. And we were rehearsing for this, getting the right cast and, 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 and all the cases teed up. Yes. We get into the studio. We shot this thing in NBC Universal, Telemundo in Miami, which is, I've never seen a studio like that. It, it's the size of an airport. It's all digital. It's state of the art. They did the Olympics out of there. It is the best studio in the world. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there were 100 people on the set. Now, when these professionals come in, they make television. They're jaundiced. They're the studio people, the sound people, the lighting people, the gaffers, uh, the catering, the makeup, all that. Maybe 100, maybe 120. I don't know. A lot of people. And so, you know, they, they make the TV. They don't watch it. They make it. They're running the cameras and the soundboards and everything. I look over to my right, and every room has a line feed monitor. Because when you're shooting this with multiple cameras, mm-hmm. there's an editor in the truck making a quick line feed for reference. And it's coming across to all the studio space. I look over to my right in the middle of a case, and there's 20 professionals there glued to the line feed monitor. They're not at the soundboard anymore. They're, on, they're watching the show. They should be making the show, not watching the show. <laughs> and then at, at the break, the woman that does my makeup comes up to me and says, 
you're an asshole. I hated the way you adjudicated that case. You didn't give enough money to the daughter. And I thought to myself, she's totally engaged. We got a hit. We got a monster hit. When the people that are making the TV are watching the TV, you got a hit. And that's exactly what's happened. So when you're being told you're being an a-hole, does that mean deep down, Kevin O'Leary, you know you're doing your job? properly like is that do you is that yes, how you receive I'm doing it? the right thing you know the thing <laughs> i am because if, if if and when they take when they do the exit interviews with the people that have now have to abide by my ruling yes they asked 90 percent of them said they were okay with it and in most cases nobody was happy that means i did a great job <laughs> everybody left something on the table that's a good outcome a new episode of Money Court uh, tonight and every Wednesday on CNBC at 10 p.m. Eastern Time with Kevin O'Leary of uh, Money Court joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. And then, of course, of, of Shark Tank. How, how did you find Alex Rodriguez when he showed up on Shark Tank, uh, Kevin O'Leary? What would you think of A-Rod? I've, I've worked with Alex before. We've done a lot of stuff together. He's been on Shark Tank multiple times. Mm-hmm. Very interesting guy. Uh, major focus is real estate. That's what he does. Okay. You know, each of these sharks or guest sharks have a vertical that they're specialty in. And and he's a real estate guy. That's what he knows. So he's a cash flow guy, real estate guy. Real estate's all about, you know, servicing debt on these buildings and getting cash payments. So that's his specialty. And I think it's good to bring these different disciplines uh, onto the Shark Tank because it keeps it interesting. So is it, was a, he a threat in a way to Barbara Corcoran as to what she used to do, or that she, she just sticked A-Rod aside pretty much when it comes down to that? No, Kevin. I mean, I think those two are as close as they could be because they know each other from previous years, mm-hmm. and particularly New York real estate. In fact, they've done a couple of deals together in apartment buildings. Now, Barbara's special. I've known her a long time. She's a great cook. When I go to New York, we get together. I'm a chef, too. And we enjoy each other's company. But I must tell you something. The only reason she gets to Shark Tank on mm-hmm. time, and we're in the middle of shooting season 13 right now, yes. is I bought her new broom. <laughs> I think I saw that coming. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. I know you have. <laughs> joke, joke about Barbara. She loves it. I know. She does actually find that joke funny. I've seen her actually laugh at it. Because, you know, I, as you know. You know, the, what, what troubles her, yes. she has no comeback. That's the problem. It kills her. Well, I mean, just, you know, uh, I, I guess they just expect it from you, Kevin. You know what I mean? Like, they just, they, they see that one coming. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so. I get it. Uh, <laughs> what is your, um, your, your Shark Tank acquisition business deal you're most proud of, most successful, as you and I are talking right now, Kevin? Well, if you measure it by return on investment, it has to be plated. It's the largest exit in Shark Tank history, $340 million cash. The company was bought by Albertsons after Amazon bought Whole Foods. They wanted a digital strategy. It was one of the companies that was doing meal kits. It had kitchens in Chicago, New York, and L.A. We've been spending a lot of time and money building that up, and uh, they bought it. And I think what's so interesting is that that was the beginning of the whole digital movement direct to consumer in the food space very early on. And those are a couple of guys that came on Shark Tank with nothing. They became multimillionaires in 36 months. And so it does happen on Shark Tank. These outcomes are extraordinary. We've had many others. We've sold billions of dollars of the products and services. We've made countless millionaires. And, you know, it, it's, it's a really, in its 13th year, there's no platform like that. You get 100 million eyeballs seeing your product or service after a year of syndication. You can't buy that anywhere. And so, and the Sharks have millions of followers. I'm able to invest in a business, reduce its customer acquisition costs, tell the story of what they do. 
And I, th- I think in, in the long run, it, it goes on forever because it's, it's an iconic platform now. It, it does something that's really great. It, it helps people realize the American dream. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, you, you guys were nominated uh, for a reality competition show and then an outstanding host as well. Um, for Is that the first time that you were nominated for the hosting gig? Or has that happened before? No, I okay. think it's our third time for hosting. Okay. We're, being, we're being optimistic. If you think I'm bad now, if I win that Emmy, oh, we don't even know each other. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. Oh, man. I, I just was going for the fact that, you know, in terms of uh, folks don't see this very much, but those who vote do see a For Your Consideration video that's put out there. Um, and there was a particular host on the Zoom this year for that conversation, Kevin. Um, and there is an I in Rich and Eisen. Do I get a little bit of credit for some of these nominations based on my yes, stewardship of these you conversations? A phenomenal job. In it. Thank and you, if, Kevin. And if I, if I win that Emmy, we're going to be friends forever, I can tell you. I take it back. What if we it's don't? Just, what if you don't, I, though? I would, no, what we've if... won four. Oh, I, you know, I'm just going to have to be an ostrich with my head in the sand. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we... We do a great job on that show. Yeah. We've won four Emmys for the show and the producers. We think as hosts, you know, we've steered that ship a long time. I think we've done a pretty good job, but you never know. The Academy has to vote. Yes. Members are voting. I'm Hopefully they're looking at what we've done this year. Last year we shot that show in an extraordinary situation because of COVID. We were locked in a hotel for almost two months never going outside. And we did it safely. Nobody got sick, mm. and, and the pandemic was was raging. And I think you've got to ask the producers to pull that off. We have like 220 people on that set, everybody getting tested every day. And so it, it worked, and I think the television industry has figured out that maybe COVID in one form or another is going to be around, and we, have, we need new safety protocols, and that's what's going to happen. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up one thing, Rich, about sure. tonight's show that I think you may find Please. pretty different. Go for it. There's a case tonight. There's a case tonight that most people think litigation is because businesses fail and people are suing to get the last of the assets. There's a case tonight, the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was a couple of partners, and you'll recognize it right away, that had a business that was phenomenally successful pre-tax earnings like I've never seen on a cash flow basis. I didn't even believe the numbers until I saw the statements. I thought it couldn't be true. And get this, they were suing each other. Mm. I thought I was in a different universe. I said, who sues out of success? You guys are making a fortune. What are you doing? Like, how is it possible that you would grind to a halt and litigate with this much cash flow flying around? And that's what, this case you got to see. It's nuts. It's okay. beyond nuts. You couldn't make it up. It's so crazy. That'll be tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time on CNBC uh, every single Wednesday night. Um, and uh, maybe we can have two guys here uh, on my show come in front of your court if uh, one of them doesn't pay off the bet of uh, giving somebody a breakfast because their alma mater lost to the other in the NCAA tournament. That's what's going on here. I know that does, might not yeah. raise to the level of reaching the money court, uh, Kevin, but um, that's the conundrum I face. Well, no, I, I'd love to bring something like that because I, I'd ask Ada to put her robes back on and throw one of you in jail. That would be fantastic. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Kevin O'Leary ruling from the bench. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Let's do this again anytime. I appreciate it. Take care, Rich.
right Bye back, later, right back at you at Kevin O'Leary TV, Twitter and Instagram. Check him out. Money Court, 10 p.m. Eastern tonight and every Wednesday on CNBC. Mr. Wonderful. I would, uh, I'd give him the breakfast, bro. I mean, it seems. So it was Georgetown <laughs> lost to Syracuse. Correct. Because yeah. Duke didn't play Syracuse. Duke didn't even make the tournament. No. No, right. Duke opted out. Duke opted out because yeah. of all the craziness that was going on. Also, I'm not. Can't a, keep track. Georgetown's not my alma mater, but. You know. you know what I mean? I wish. Well, I wish, you know. I'm sorry. Uh, did Lehigh make it? <laughs> I have bad memories of Lehigh. Okay, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can't keep up with T.J. Jefferson. I know. History. And also, can we get Kevin O'Leary at Mr. Wonderful? No one's. I mean, someone's just sitting on it. They haven't tweeted ever. Let's, Is that right? Let's make this happen. Well, I mean, he's branding his name. You got to put your name out there. That's your name. You got to do it. I get it. That's the way it's got to be. Mr. Wonderful. I remember cool uh, Adam Schefter, was, he had an underscore way back in the day. I remember Sap used to be. Sap you know, at QB Killer. QB and killer. I told him, you should, you got to be at Warren Sap. Yeah. Well, Daniel Jeremiah is still going strong. Move the sticks. They should still be at Daniel Jeremiah. Right. Sorry. You know? I feel you. You hear me at two jiggy? Is there is there is there is there a TJ Jefferson? Uh, is there, somebody sitting on there a TJ Jefferson? TJ Jefferson? Yeah. Who is this person? That's a, not me. <laughs> oh, account suspended at TJ Jefferson. Yeah, so, oh. so they did something wrong. So, so let's I'm, get this back. I'm still trying to get. You verif- want me to work on that? I'm still trying to get verified. I, I reached out to Zach a few weeks. ago. I don't really care about the verification. No, but it's cool. But, it's but cool. you know, I feel like it might help me By get the way, some. You know what engagement. I got? A, you know what I got an email on. My verification from Twitter? No. Oh, okay. Getting verified on TikTok. Oh. We got to lose the You got to lose the the. Because what happened, you weren't here, is I told Brotman, the second you guys brought up the fact, this whole TikTok Somebody thing, snagged somebody it? Somebody snagged Rich Eisen mm-hmm. show Guess because what? I was going to change what? it. Guess what? That's, Guess what? That's going to be gone That's going to be gone soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's someone you whoever might know. Did it, because whoever did it. Whoever they did screenshotted it. a picture of me, and they're using it as the... But they're not doing anything. Why does that mean it? I know them? It could be any Jamoke with no, a phone and a television on Peacock. Yeah. True. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But whoever that person is will hear from us. <laughs> the footsteps are going to get louder fast. And I and I remember that it wasn't Lehigh. It was Franklin and Marshall. There you go. Lancaster, Very good. by the way. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, speaking of disputes, um, dun, the dun, one between dun. Kevin Durant and, and uh, Draymond Green has been apparently uh, dead and buried for a while. It's now the one between the two of them and (laughs) Warriors management that appears to be front and center. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show here on a busy Wednesday. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. What does a bye week look like for you, Tom? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know what we have planned. I'm, I'm going to try to get ahead on any. That's what I'm going to try to do. Okay. It's not a lot of... Uh... It's a little bit of sleeping in, a little rest. Are you able to sleep in with young kids, though, Tom? Are you able to do that with daylight savings and all that sort of business? No, not much at all. Yeah. They're, they're up at 6 o'clock today That's changing wrong. diapers, so it's 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 still a uh, early morning for me, but um, there's nothing like it. There's, you know, there's nothing like winning a game and coming home and having your kids there and uh, just wrestling with them and waking them up in the morning, so... I don't know. If, um, yeah, I don't know if you have a little more time to do that this week. Yeah, you do. I don't, but I don't know if you're aware. Um, you know, obviously Gronk was playing great. You were playing great against Denver. But as you were playing that game, my kids were baking uh, Patriots sugar cookies, Tom. <laughs> and you know, Cooper and Zan were wearing Brady jerseys throughout the whole year. That might have been some of the wind beneath your wings on Sunday, Tom. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's, so how did, how did the sugar cookies turn out? Well, they, they, they turned out pretty well. Um, they, they can travel if you want. I mean, um, Coop, and, Coop and Zen, <laughs> you know, would give you the shout out in that regard. It doesn't get any better now. I have enough sugar in my house. Believe me, we don't need any more <laughs> imported sugar. They were yeah, bouncing off the walls in the fourth quarter. The they were bouncing off the walls in the fourth quarter, come to think about it, Tom. Uh, that, was, uh, that might not have been a very wise choice towards the end of that. Um, yeah, so, it's so, always to be expected. Yeah, so um, last question for you, Tom. I, I mean, what, what would another Super Bowl championship do for you? Just you. Tom Brady, the player who was drafted 199th overall, won three very quickly. What would it do for you here at this stage of your career? Well, it's a great question. I, I think when we, when we won earlier in my career, I didn't quite realize how hard it was to win it. You know, we've we've been there two other times and not closed the deal, and it's just a it's a it's a very very hard thing to do. And I didn't quite realize that at the end of the 2004 season. And I think 10 years later, with a lot of reflection, I realize how hard it is and how much I appreciate what we did accomplish. And then if we were ever to do it again, which I sure hope we are, then uh, you know how much I would continue to appreciate it because that's why we play. That's why we. You know, that's why we work hard. That's why we sacrifice. That's why we work hard. That's why we play with pain. That's why you go through the whole conditioning program and training camp is to is is for that one goal. And you know, anything short of that is, uh, you know, based on my experience, is uh, it leaves a lot to be desired. And that would be great to be able to finally close one out if we ever get that opportunity. And seven years later, we're going to celebrate our anniversary, and Brady's got four more championships. Yep. We just showed, uh, that was the first day we did a television show back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. Uh, November 5th, 2014 was our first televised simulcast day. Or it was our first radio simulcast day. That's when that was. Yeah. And we got Brady on that day. I think it was that day. At any rate. He, I asked him a question, what, what would it be like for you personally to win a fourth championship? You won three early and you haven't won one since. 
<laughs> and then he's won four more <laughs> since. Four. Our, our third radio show day. There you go. He's yeah. won Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw's entire since then. Since, since then. Yeah, yeah, since, yeah. Again, since then. Four was the standard that day, almost seven years ago. That was the standard. You reach that, you have reached the mountaintop. Can you climb higher? Can you find a higher mountain? Get out of here, man. Since and, and, that moment, uh, insane. Malcolm Butler, uh, yeah, twenty-eight no. to three, come back. Uh, yep, beating the Rams, beating and then, the Rams, and then, last and then year. now Bucks. What are we doing? Paying rent in his world is what we're doing. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial if you have anything you want to say, or if you're driving around in a truck for two hours and waiting, and then getting hung up on by uh, Jason <laughs> Fowler. Uh, that's all good. <laughs> well, it's Fowler, to be fair. Fowler, what I say? Faller? Did I say that? I thought you said Faller. Okay. Okay. I was. Well, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> My God. I mean, he's well, correcting you, wow, Rich. That's, you know? That seat <sighs> does something to people. You hung up on a listener, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. All Not right. just any, man. Like, come on. Oh, well, at any rate. Just so there's a new show out, podcast and show out called Chips. And it's Draymond Green's new show uh, for Bleach Report. Clearly, the folks at Turner and um, Bleacher love Draymond Green and why not? I mean, he's kind of built for this sort of thing. When he sits in for uh, on inside the NBA, he's really good. He's got the chops for chips and more. He's still trying to win chips. Just won a gold medal, as we all know. And he did it with uh, KD and the rest of Team USA. And I don't know when they shot this. Maybe they did this in Japan. Uh, maybe that's maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, they're all, they're all chilling out wherever they were chilling out in between uh, games. And um, man, oh man, they they hit the Wayback Machine. Let me get the proper date. I had it open here. I might have changed the page. Uh, November, it was November of 2019. I think it was 2018. 2018. 2018. Damn. Here in the downtown Hoops Dojo, Warriors and Clippers, new season had just begun, and uh, Durant wanted the ball. And Draymond Green has subsequently said he was planning on giving it to him, just not when Durant was expecting it, and he dribbled it off his foot, and it led to Durant barking at Draymond, who barked back at him. And that is the subject matter between the two gents that we're all talking about in the media. How much did our argument against the Clippers drive you to ultimately lead the Warriors? It wasn't the argument. It was the the way that everybody, Steve Kerr, act like it didn't happen. Bob Myers and tried to just discipline you and think that that would put the mask over everything. I really felt like that was such a big situation for us as a group. The first time we went through something like that, we had to get that shit all out. I remember watching The Last Dance, and when Scotty didn't go into the game, the whole team in the locker room said, Scotty, that was up that you did that. We needed that. We just need to throw all of that out on the table and say, yo, Dre, okay, like, that was up that we even had to go through that. Let's just wipe our hands with that and go f- go finish the task. I don't think we did that and we tried to dance around it. I just didn't like how all of that, just the vibe between all of that, it just made shit weird to me. And I'd rather us be who we say we are, family first, 
communication is key. Like, I, we didn't show that, and that, that's what rubbed me the wrong way more than anything. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. So Steve Kerr didn't get the two of them together? When you said that they acted like they didn't happen? Yes. Because I'm reading about, they've both talked about this before. Um, and, you know, that this is back in April. In, in that clip that we didn't show, Draymond says, look, for my own peace of mind, like, it wasn't my fault you left the team, right, because of this argument? And that's when Kevin says, you know, kind of explains what he just said. You know, Draymond said that it continued to fester and took on a complete life of its own. Because one thing is said or another, we argue DeMarcus pulls me away, Cousins, Mm -hmm. and tells me to shut the F up. From there, everyone took it and made it this whole thing. To me, it wasn't a big deal. Did we get into a bad argument? Yes, but Kay would cuss me out all the time, meaning Durant. Fast forward the buildup of everything, the media coverage around it, the suspension, it only made it worse. It continued to affect Fester and took on a complete life of its own. Durant mentioned, again, this is an article from uh, NBC Sports Bay Area in April of this year. The exchange, the certain S that you said to me, I was just like, all right, I know what it is. I know what I bring to the team. All right, Dre went too far on one of his little joints. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk to his A about this S next week and let him know what it is really is with me. That's what I was on. I was so irritated because I knew the vultures were going to eat this up. I knew they were going to use it to try and divide and separate me from the group. That was the irritating part because I knew it was going to happen. I'm I'm trying to put it all together. So it's Kerr's fault for not getting them together, and it's Bob Myers' fault for suspending Draymond. It's kind of what it sounds like from Kevin Durant. Durant point of didn't view. want him suspended. Well, Durant wanted. I think what he said, you know, it kind of came out watching the Last Dance too. He wanted the whole team to get in there just and just kind of air out yeah. everything that's happening. And you'd let's think talk, that let's Kerr yell, would. Kerr, Kerr, Kerr watched that happen. He had a front row seat for right. that part of the Last Dance. I imagine, although I can't remember when he arrived there. But he definitely knew that airing it out was... Yeah, Kerr was on the back end the last right. three titles. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like Kevin just wanted to talk it out. Well, say what we got to say. If it's angry, if it's we're cursing, if we're yelling, fine. Boom, let's get it out. And that did not happen. What if his Achilles didn't give way and they beat the Raptors? Seems like he was leaving anyway. Seeming like that, too. So now does Draymond go to talk to Steve Kerr now? And They're a fascinating team, the Warriors, man. They're a fascinating team. Because I'm assuming Clay's going to come back. Yeah. And Steph's they've got a ton ever. of talent. they got a lot of young, good young players. Yeah. They're yeah, a team in the West, man. man NBA is going to be hype this year. Well, you could say that every year. Certainly when Ben Simmons winds up sticking in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know that's the way it's going to end, right? Sticking in Philadelphia? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. he'll be Even in though a, we all know it's going to be when, when and where. He'll be in a place with a P for sure, but it'll be on a different coast. Pelicans? No. It'll be um, up, up northwest. You're out of your mind. <laughs> I mean, just out of your mind. <laughs> Honestly. But I'm just going to speak it into existence, all right? Who gets traded first, Deshaun Watson or Ben Simmons? 
Great question. That's a good one, Chris. That's a good one. Seems like both guys are very unhappy in their current spot. Yeah, but Watson is untradeable and Simmons is tradable. Right. Right now, Watson's situation is untenable. Yeah. As much as I love his play. I love watching him play. Correct. Yeah. And prior to all this massage madness, right? I I had no idea. So just that guy, right? I would trade for that guy in a heartbeat, but that's not the guy you're trading for right, right. now. You're owning a team. You have you you can't you can't bring that into your house until that house is in order, can't and that it. you know that he is a member of an upstanding member of our citizenry. Yeah. And right now, it's still such a an amorphous situation it doesn't even fall into the category of the commissioner's exempt list as Ian Rappaport pointed out Monday so Ben Simmons is more eminently tradable right now so I'll I'll, I'll choose him question is is when right it's tons of time I mean we're still tons in August of time we're still in August season starts in two months so we got time the question is does Lillard go in a certain direction by saying something that he could change the tenor of everything with just one, one tweet, one post, one Instagram, one comment. I don't know what to make of this. Like, what do what do I, I? Honestly, that's just a snippet of of that. That they basically said it got so bad. You're not the like KD told him. You're not the reason why I left. It's the other people's reaction to making it worse because right. we never talked to each other. And the thought that they could just kind of like KD said, put a mask on it and just hope it goes away. And just that just made everything worse instead of just talking it out that one sounds time. Sounds weird, man. Sounds weird. That that's the way to happen. And this potential dynasty that could still be going got broken up, right? Because of it. And we're all—I mean, you said he was going to be going. It anyway. seemed like it seemed like that was the the smell in the air, but they won their gold medal, though. That I mean, I haven't we haven't hit that because I was gone. But I'll just say this. That's a remarkable run, yeah. what they did, again. Well, but where, and where it was at the beginning oh, and what it please. looked like. In and, a pandemic, all right. of these players, and I know that Durant was hurt the year before, but a, 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 a nice number of them were playing in the bubble and playing all those through the pandemic, and they say, yes, I will go to Vegas, and yes, I will go to Japan, where the only result that would be satisfactory was winning the gold medal. And all of these teams that play internationally now on the Olympic stage have a ton of NBA players. I'm telling you, the, the days of Marshallunas or Marshallonis being the only one yeah. to be out there to maybe compete with them, you know what I mean? And look at the team like Spain. They've been over, playing together. Like the Casals are still playing. They've the, been playing together for a decade. I mean, like we, I, I had Vince Carter on on uh, on Tokyo Gold. He was great on the broadcast. He was terrific. Yeah. I had Vince Carter on on Tokyo Gold, and we inbumped the segment. We started with a video of him dunking on Frederick Weiss <laughs> and Sydney in 2000. Right. And um, you know, difference now is that take Frederick Weiss, the French pastry, out, put in Rudy Gobert. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. One of that's the perf personification, yeah. and Luca's out there now. Oh, he almost single handedly right. took him to the Luca's gold medal out game. there. And then you saw the Australians had Joe Ingles and Patty Mills. Yeah. I mean, these guys can take you out in one night yeah. in the in the Olympics, and they won the gold. And you got to tip the cap, man. They did it with Pop and all of them, and Colangelo's last ride, and Kerr was there. Yeah. I mean, 
They didn't even have a down moment in, in Japan to, with Draymond and KD and Kerr. I mean, they have to be fine for them all to say, we'll all play together in Japan. Seems like it, but. That'll wrap it up. Thank you to all the guests today. Michael Keaton was spectacular. We will see you on Thursday's edition of the show. Brother from Another starts next on Peacock. For the radio audience, we'll chat Thursday. 